You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. We're Auburn fans. Welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. It's talking about the other Tigers in Louisiana, LSU Tigers. It's the time to beat the Bengal Tigers with Ed Orgeron, and not their Heisman candidate for a quarterback because they can't Thank figure goodness. out a quarterback right now. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it's not Joe Burrow. That's for, Joe Burrow's not walking through that door. No, he is not. And uh, I'm glad he's not, but there's still some firepower behind uh, the offense of LSU. Um, though they have had two losses, which, if you look at them at face value, look very bad. But this is a weird year again. Uh, two losses to Mississippi State and Missouri. And you're thinking, okay, uh, this is uh, not the LSU that we were – thinking that's a national championship kind of, uh, I mean, obviously they're not the same team, but you would not expect a defending national champion to lose to Mississippi state and Missouri. What? I, I don't know. It's weird, weird year, weird year. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, it is, a weird, it is a weird year. Yeah. And uh, to add on top of that, I mean, this is going to be the Halloween game. I'm sure there's going to be some awesome in Jordan hair, some awesome costumes that uh, Auburn st- uh, students and even some of the uh, I'm hoping some of the fans just general admission fans are going to be doing it as well um, but the one thing I'm hoping against because it is Halloween and it is LSU that LSU doesn't pull any like weird you know voodoo magic on us and just somehow make us look incompetent uh, but taxes and LSU pulling weird voodoo magic on Auburn. I mean, that's just, that's a given, right? I mean, it, it's, it's almost to the level of, you know, less miles chewing on some grass or something weird like that. It's just, it's just, man, it's one of those, one of those, it's one, honestly, it's one of the game. It's this one of the series that, that troubles Gus. I mean, you, it's the Georgia and LSU series that, I mean, he's done as, he's done as good as you could ask against Saban. So this is, um, you know, uh, we have our problems too, but this one's teed up. This one's at home. It's not a typical dominant LSU team. Uh, this is one of those that you would really like to win. Yeah. I mean, this is a, uh, I hate to say it, but a down LSU team. Uh, and for their standards, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're, I mean, you know, they, we've both lost twice. Um, USC was probably equal to maybe Missouri. Uh, Mississippi state has, not one since um so i don't know what their deal is um and they just destroy i mean they had a quarterback that broke an sec history passing record Mm -hmm. so against them mississippi state's quarterback did that against lsu he's not even the quarterback anymore mississippi state so i it's just crazy man it's a crazy year um auburn's got their issues no doubt if this was in baton rouge i wouldn't feel good um but i do honestly feel 
this is the best I've probably felt going into an LSU game in a while. As crazy as that is, because we do have issues. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of issues to still be worked out. Um, and I mean, it, you kind of hit on it where we have had struggles, and specifically Gus Malzahn has had some struggles with LSU. Uh, he won in 2014, and the last one he had was against LSU was 2016. And that was uh, both, I feel like both coaches, Gus, and I think it was still Les Miles at the time, uh, we were, were both you know on the hot seat, and this was a turning point for Gus, I think. Uh, where we put up six field goals and won 18 to 13, one of the weirdest games um, that I've watched personally. But he got the win, and that's been our last win. So I'm ready. Here's a I'm ready to go in and and take a win from LSU. Yeah, and here's a positive with that. So you look at 2017. We got up like 21 to nothing down there. This isn't like so we've mightily struggled with Georgia. With LSU, it's just been like we couldn't hold on. So we got up twenty-one to nothing in Baton Rouge and couldn't hold on. We got up uh, like maybe seventeen to seven at home in twenty eighteen, I think, and couldn't hold on. Um, you know, last year we gave George. I mean, that team was fantastic. Yeah. And what they beat us twenty-three to twenty, and we missed like three opportunities to probably score, and that was Bo on the road. So, you know, LSU is not the same type of animal we've dealt with with Georgia. We've had many, many chances. I don't think it's the same monkey on our back, um, but let's not make it that. I think <laughs> go take care of business, even if it's a three-point victory. Let's get in. Let's get out. Um, and I think it's there to be had. I mean, if you look at, I don't know, you know, how you wanted to to go about this, but just real quick, you know, they they beat uh, South Carolina pretty bad this weekend, but um, and you could say the same about any game. I'm just trying to break it down. All right, why did it happen? There was a pick six LSU had. There was a kick return LSU had. And I watched about a quarter and a half, and South Carolina was not being touched until seven yards down the field when they were running it. And so they just got away from running it. It's like the offense corner got bored. So they were able to run at will against LSU when they wanted to. Um, So there was some positives to take. Look, the the score's a little scary. Did LSU figure things out? I don't know, but... There was some positives to be taken away from how South Carolina was able to run, at least in the first half. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of thinking the same thing. It's it's there to be had, but you have to go out there and grab it. Um, it's not going to – I mean, it, we've been – I think you kind of pointed out we've been right there with LSU, and it's just finishing that game. I would almost – just the way this season has been, I know it's going to sound weird, but I would almost love – for us to be down three points going into our final two minutes of the game and us drive down the field and score and win the game. Something like my that. My heart can't my heart can't take that. <laughs> I mean we can all we can all be the Clint Richardson heart attack gif here. <laughs> if you promise me we're gonna do it, I'm okay with yeah. it. I'll 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 go trick or treat. <laughs> um but I not knowing the outcome, I don't know if my heart can withstand that. Man, and that's one of those I, I don't want it to happen that way, obviously, but I would prefer that over us having a lead, a big lead, even a two touchdown lead or something against LSU and just seeing what, what what's happened the last three years, more or less kind of happen. Uh, let's talk about the, the quarterback kind of situation. I kind of alluded to it. They haven't really figured out what to do at quarterback. Uh, they've tried a couple quarterbacks at this point. And uh, the one that they went with this last week, T.J. Finley, 
uh, it sounded like he, he just more or less is the game manager that they more or less needed. And that, that seemed to work pretty well for him. I mean, he didn't have like an outstanding performance or anything last, last game, but I mean, he really didn't have to. Um, and then Miles Brennan, I mean, that, that was the guy that I feel like everybody was talking about that was going to, you know, secede, uh, the famous Heisman candidate of LSU. And you're just like, uh, okay. I mean, I, I hope so, obviously for the guy's sake, but for Auburn's sake, I hope he does not. Mm-hmm. Um, and they gave TJ Finley the shot this game. Um, and, uh, South Carolina, I mean, uh, they were not able to really stop him. Now, how much of that was just talent around him and how much of that was, you know, just blown coverages or something. I, I didn't watch enough of the, the, uh, game this last week to kind of, I don't know, tell you in detail what happened, but I mean, he didn't, you look at his stats and you're like, all right, cool. This guy did all right. He, he kind of just looked like an average sec quarterback and maybe that's all they need. I mean, maybe that's all they need when they can rely on a little bit of a run game and, you know, have some very talented wide receivers that I feel like LSU's kind of gotten accustomed to getting. Yeah, that's the scary part there. I mean, the I watched, uh, like I said, I watched about a quarter and a half. And, I mean, he was very, um, all right, let's wait till the route is completely wide open before I throw it. He wasn't throwing before the route was, you know, none of that. He's a true freshman. Um, he's a tall kid. I mean, he looks, you know, he looks kind of like uh, Jamarcus Russell for them, if y'all remember him. Tall kid, true freshman. Um, you know, he had two touchdowns and a pick. He had he only threw it 21 times, um, over 200 yards passing. So, I mean, I, I, I mean, the threat is not him. The threat is what happens after they get it in the hands of their receivers. And because their receivers are, you know, they still got talent down there at LSU. Um, and let's be honest, we gave up over 200 yards rushing to Ole Miss, and they, they ran the ball well against USC, LSU did. So you got to watch out for that, too. Several things you got to keep an eye on. You know, I think at the end of the day, this year, all you can probably hope for is, hey, let's maybe hold them to like 24. Um, I don't think you're going to hold anybody under 20. I just I just don't think we're built that way on defense. Let's keep it at 24 maybe and hope we can get to 27 or something. Yeah, I mean, and you look back at the games where I feel like teams have kind of like slowed them down a little bit. I mean, it hasn't been anything crazy. Like LSU's put up 40-plus every game. So, like, asking for 24 points – and this game is, I'd say, is pretty, pretty high ask of them. But I mean, Kevin Steele did it last year um, against the most powerful and most explosive offense that uh, college football. I don't know if they've ever seen it that that explosive. It seemed like every play they were just throwing bombs over and over, and it wasn't anything <laughs> like it wasn't the most extreme route running. It was just incredible athletes just making plays and putting the ball where the receiver can catch it. Um, and uh, one thing to kind of just kind of keep in mind, the, the run game of LSU is very potent as well. And that's uh, something that Clyde Edwards-Alaire kind of you know brought in. I mean, honestly, the last year they, they saw they can run with Clyde Edwards-Alaire a lot. And the guy that kind of stepping in his place, which I think is kind of funny, his last name is David Price. So, you know, I got another <laughs> double last name going on. <laughs> Something's going on there. Uh, fishy <laughs> down in Baton Rouge. I <laughs> we should get that checked out. I think Saban said that uh, unfair to have uh, double last names on a jersey. <laughs> Probably is. It's too long. He can't. Yeah. Uh, too many. There's something unfair about it. Yeah. <laughs> 
It has a minus sign in between his name. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know what. It, the, it's like the weight of the jersey because of the stitching. It makes him more versatile. Yeah, or something. right. I don't know. It adds yeah. an extra pound, and it just makes him. But no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Whatever Saban says, it'll happen. So. <laughs> yeah. Um. One thing that I was kind of watching when I watched the LSU game was LSU's defense. While you look at them, you're like, okay, cool. They were able to slow down. Uh, they were able to slow down most teams that they've faced this year. But I don't think they they completely slowed down every team um, to where you're just like, all right, they're not scoring any points. So as long as our offense looks more or less kind of where we're headed, um, where we saw this last week, um, I think we're getting to a spot where we can put up like you said, if we score, I think probably more than 24 points in a game, we have a really good shot at winning um, and beating LSU. Um, if our defense does its job and Kevin still has a good game plan, I think we're we're in a good spot for that. If if we're able to run the ball, I think we're going to again try to just limit their the chances they have with it. If we're able to run the ball like we have, I mean, we have three straight games of 200 yards. If we do that, limit their limit their chances with the ball. We're not going to fully shut them down, and that's not even that's we need to get that out of our minds. That's not our defense we have this year. And, and then um, LSU's offense is too good to be just completely shut. Yeah, down. you have too many athletes. You're not going to shut them down. So essentially, you have to build a plan around. Okay, Kevin Steele's like, okay, Gus, here's what I can maybe hold them to 25 or 27. You and Chad need to go find me 30 points. So. And it's to be had. I mean, their defense at LSU's been struggling. I mean, I I thought it was the first game because uh, Stingley was out, who's a stud cornerback. He was out uh, unexpectedly, but it, they've kind of struggled even back. I mean, they couldn't stop Missouri. Yep. Um, I'm not trying to knock Missouri, but I mean, you know, they couldn't stop them. Um, it wasn't. I don't think anything really led. You know, we lost to USC with three interceptions. I don't think anything really led to their losses in those games except they just couldn't stop the team. So it's going to be interesting. I, again, we've had games going into LSU where we needed to fix things, and they did too. And I just didn't feel as confident. I think the emergence of Tank and having Seth and Bo being at home, it's like, all right, we got to fix things, and they do too. But we're at home, and and we do have some superstars. And I I just think that's going to be enough to put us over the top. Yeah, I mean, get. I I think you're you got a good point. Let's. Let's focus in on Tank. Give him uh, the rock. Uh, I'm again. I'm not gonna say it because it's, I don't want him to be running to the ground. But give him a healthy amount of carries. And what we're seeing is Bo kind of feeds off that. He can uh, he can pretty much be as comfortable as he as we've seen him uh, when he's at his best. He has that run game going. And then uh, that that's got to be something that you got to kind of keep that balance. And I'm sure Chad's been talking to Bo and saying, what are you, where are you most comfortable? And I think it's when you get Bo where he's running the ball a little bit, gets him out in the action. And that's when he sees the field clear. I I think when he's out there running around. Um, And one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about with LSU's defense was I noticed a couple of times where, their eye discipline, their what they were doing, where they're you're kind of flashing something like you, I'm thinking back at, to like some weird shifts of like Gus Malzahn, where you you kind of like tease something and you you make it look like you're about to do something, but you do something else, and that's where you got to have a defense that doesn't just get uh, oh 
cool he's doing that and try to do i don't know try let's say let's give a quick example of like i'm kind of talking in vague terms let's say it's an rpo so you know the running back it potentially gets the handoff but the quarterback pulls it back and the quarterback decides to pass it okay cool you know if you keep to your assignments you know somebody's almost always got that running back somebody's in the rpo situation probably has a uh the quarterback you don't let that running back kind of like uh, squeeze out into the um, into the secondary and w- untouched. And there were times in the in this last game where LSU did not have that eye discipline, where they just did not uh, keep their eyes on who they were supposed to guard. And if Auburn can catch them one or two times in this game where they're just baited into something that they think is going to happen, then I think this could be a really big game. Um, for our offense to to get some big explosive plays yeah i think you're right i mean i and i'm you know uh the uh receiver for uh the number one receiver which i don't know the matchup i assume that it would have been stingley on him uh i'm sorry i was looking at russian they had a running back that had 12 carries 126 yards 10.5 yards per carry mm. two touchdowns yep so 12 carries, 126 yards, 10.5. Now, they did have a receiver who had 101 yards receiving, but that was two receptions. So, I mean, there's some – I mean, they had another guy who had 68 on two receptions. Yeah. So there's some plays to be had out there. Big plays. I I think that both fan bases are probably going to be pulling their hair out on some defensive plays. But um, I think being at home puts us over the edge. Uh, I, you know, obviously I wouldn't – I mean, I wouldn't put money on it. But um, I just think being at home is going to do it for us. Yeah, I mean, I think that that gives us a little bit of an edge, and I you got to think the team feels uh, and they seem to play for the most part better um, when they're at home. Jared, let's talk about our players to watch for this game. Uh, let's start with offense. Uh, I think I'm going to be watching. I mean, I feel like it's more or less a cop out, but I'm going to be watching Bo. Um, I want to see him have another consistent game where he. Uh, does what he needs to and doesn't try to do too much. And uh, if he can do that and not have to force anything, I think that is the, the, you know, the formula to get Bo Nix to make uh, and help this offense get going when it, when it's really struggling. Hey, Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C Network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. 
Uh, Jared, who are you going to be watching on offense? Um, I think I'm probably going to be watching Seth because he is going to probably going to be against one of the premier cornerbacks in the league with Stingley. I've already mentioned him several times. And, you know, Seth and Bo got back on the same page. They were over there laughing on the sideline, hugging each other. Listen, there was a lot made about what happened on the sideline at USC, but many people behind the scenes said those guys love each other. Um, they have a great connection. And it just wasn't working that day. And, and, and that's why they were frustrated because they know it can work. When you saw in the previous week, they they fixed things. They, they were on the same page. They were uh, back to the old, uh, you know, what is it next to uh williams i was gonna say next yeah. to sanders but next yeah, to williams yeah, yeah. um and, and that's always good to see when your top receiver and your quarterback are uh clicking yeah i think that i think that that's good well i mean you know here i mean seth had two huge play he had two uh um you know chunk plays he had the uh the deep pass that set that Bo probably shouldn't have thrown up but seth caught it and might have even scored they didn't review it yeah on the and then and then he had the screen pass that we've not really seen this from Seth that that he took off and outran everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, Seth Seth doesn't always create a lot of separation. He just catches everything, and it's usually um, so down never, the field. Yeah, we've never really seen him flash his speed. And I mean, he looked like he was slow motion, and nobody was catching. So <laughs> he threw up the deuces sign. By the way, I thought they made a rule that if you make any kind of sign before you score, it's a personal foul and it comes off the board. Uh, I think that's been gone because there are so many people throwing deuces up now and doing whatever. I was thinking, I'm okay. I was thinking something similar, but I, I'm okay with, I think let the kids celebrate. Right. I mean, I think they're too strict on that, but it's a fun game as long as you're not doing it in the other team's face. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I was impressed, but anyways, I guess I'm rambling now. I think I'm going to keep it. It's you said Bo. It's easy to go to Seth or Tank, but I really think those two. I think that connection. I think Tank is going to get his yard. So can we get the Seth Bo connection going? And if so, I think we're going to be okay. Yeah, especially against the top uh, secondary in LSU. Uh, I think we got to get that that connection for sure. Uh, probably from almost the the first drive. If it, it's already struggling, it, they may be really locking down on Seth. So keep an eye on Seth uh, and then. Also, Bo as well in that connection. All right, for defense, this is one where I've I've seen a lot of improvement from guys like McCreary, where there's been games where I just thought, oh, wow, he just got completely burned, like in the Georgia game. But he is just – he is making his name known and, and going up against some of the best talent. And, and you know just the LSU wide receiver talent Roger McCreary is going to be targeted. Um, He's going to have his guy try to get the ball. And McCreary so far has done a pretty decent job, minus that Georgia game, of uh, being being that lockdown corner for us. Uh, Jared, who are you going to be watching on defense? Uh, I mentioned it in the Ole Miss podcast about, you know, Big Cat. I I think I'm going to stick with him because the thing about Big Cat is that he's getting in the backfield. And now we need him to take the next step of getting some tackles for loss. Um, if he can get a few sacks, um, you know, the guy, the run, the quarterback for LSU, I didn't watch the whole game. I don't think he's a runner. I mean, he may be very athletic, but he's just kind of a big, you know, it's like Cam or Big Ben. He's a big guy back there. I don't think he's, we've played some shifty quarterbacks. I don't think this guy's going to be one. So if, if Big Cat can get back there, take the proper angles, get some tackles for loss, get some sacks, I think that could be the difference in the game, man. No, you're probably right. I mean, 
if you look at the the numbers, I mean, Finley did run the ball a couple times uh, out of quarterback, but it wasn't anything where he was um, flashing his speed. I mean, the longest carry he had was a nine yard. It was, uh, so I think getting guys like Big Cat and I mean our second or our, our front seven guys uh, engaged and kind of containing and putting pressure on on this this newbie that we're about to to face off against if you can get some good pressure i i think we have a good uh good chance of getting some success mm-hmm. on special teams so last week i i had christian tut as my guy and I, and I one of the odd things that i noticed that we did uh that we did well we did was we actually didn't have christian tut on punt returns and we actually had Eli Stove back there for punt returns. So I'm shifting. I, I love to watch the the uh, pretty much the punt returns because they can be super explosive plays. I'm going to be watching Eli Stove because I think Eli Stove, I mean, we saw some little flashes here and there. Um, Eli Stove seems to be pretty shifty. I mean, we've seen it before in previous games where he's a wide receiver. But now we get to see that in a punt receiving form. So... I'm going to be watching him. Watch away, AJ. Watch away. I I think I'm going to probably watch Tank because I've kind of been a critic of keeping him back there on kick returns because I don't want him to take more hits. And then he – I'm going to count it as a touchdown against Ole Miss. He ran one back. Um, Phantom hold um, (laughs) on the touchdown. But, yeah, I mean, I think – listen, he's a – I mean, he's a playmaker and you don't really want him getting too many – return opportunities because that means LSU scored but it's also a way to negate it if they score kick off and you immediately return it for a touchdown you kind of deflate them so Mm -hmm. um, keeping an eye on him as a weapon on that oh yeah for sure that's a good one all right Jared let's let's finish this thing up with an Auburn fan perspective on the SEC Um, there were some bye weeks this week so there weren't as many uh, SEC games uh, as we're used to Um, LSU had like we've mentioned, did beat uh, South Carolina last week, fifty-two to twenty-four. Um, I I think that scores maybe a little misleading, just based on uh, you already pointed out there was a, a pick six and a kickoff return. So you you kind of probably don't have those. Um, if you don't have those, it's a much closer game, and uh, I feel like South Carolina stays in this a little bit longer. Um, it makes it a little bit closer of a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one was uh, Alabama beating Tennessee, and uh, this one uh, they just just trounced on Tennessee. Well, not quite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one I, I I was kind of hoping Tennessee would start to get back uh, at the beginning of the season, and I think they're getting closer, but they're not back to where uh, they're any kind of uh, competition against Alabama. I mean there's not too many teams this year that are probably going to give Alabama too many fits. And, uh, this was not one of those games where, uh, I mean, Alabama just did whatever and whenever they wanted. Um, the other notable thing was, uh, Waddle and, uh, you probably heard it, but he ended up breaking his ankle, uh, and is out for the rest of the season, which really sucks for him because I mean, he was the guy last year, uh, in the iron bowl. I feel like just, just had a breakout game against us and you saw how explosive and incredible he was. Um, so, I mean, I hope he comes back with full, uh, full steam and 
and maybe goes to the NFL. I mean, he's one of those talents. Like you, you got to think NFL scouts are just licking their chops. Um, yeah, with, I think he'll be gone. I hate it for the kid, and he'll—he's a junior, or will be at least, and he'll be gone. So I uh, hope for full recovery. I know. Listen, I know Alabama Auburn's a rivalry, and we can jaw at each other, fans. But you don't ever want a kid to get hurt. So um, that's uh, hoping uh, hoping he gets back and uh, is able to to move on with his career. Yeah, definitely. Another thing that I was kind of noticing about the Alabama defense was they seem to slowly be getting better. Um, which is not good for Auburn because we're playing them in uh, a few weeks. But I I still think there's plenty of, of ways that in four games, Auburn's going to be able to um, just exploit Alabama's defense. Um, I mean, it's going to be a shootout when it comes to the Iron Bowl. Um, you better believe it. It's going to be both teams are in the 30s and 40s, if not more. Um, it's going to be a fun one. Uh the other game that happened was uh, Missouri versus Kentucky, and uh, that one Missouri beat Kentucky, which uh, again kind of a weird uh, thing where I was not expecting that. But it sounds like Missouri's. Uh, I mean, they they beat LSU already. They beat Kentucky. Uh, they seem like they're they're getting back up to what I feel like we should have in Missouri. Um, out of an SEC team, because yeah, they they got that coach from Appalachian State. He's doing good. Let me tell you, let me ask you a question. How many plays do you think Kentucky ran in that game? Um, they only scored ten points, so I'm gonna guess fifty. Thirty-eight. Huh? Maybe thirty-six. I read it today. Thirty-eight. Let's go with thirty-eight. Let's get them. They ran thirty-eight no plays. No way. So you run Missouri ran ninety-two. That is a lot of. I'm sure three and outs. If you only have that, it's a lot plays. of something. Goodness. Yeah, Gatewood came in at the very end. He came in on the last drive, and uh, there was a fumble. It wasn't him. He didn't cause it. His, uh, I don't know if it was a handoff or what, but um, I think they, you know, got, they finally pulled that other quarterback and brought in Gatewood. Wow. I mean, hey, good for Gatewood. I mean, I, I feel like we've kind of lost sight of him after our first game. We probably haven't looked around because he hasn't been in there, but hey, good to get him in there. I mean, I, I want him to be successful. Um, and and maybe get this Kentucky offense going. I mean, if you're having sub even 50 uh, plays on offense during a game, I don't even know how 38. I don't. I thought you got that just for spelling your name right. I mean, that's crazy. <laughs> that's about that's, right. That's that's that's, that's, uh, that's a that's very surprising. Dang. Um, another kind of a shout out. It's not SEC related, but I wanted to point it out. Was a uh, former Auburn quarterback Malik Willis at Liberty University. He had a stellar game and, and is leading Liberty to be a they're undefeated right now. Six and oh. Um looking good, man. I mean Malik he he in this one game accounted for seven touchdowns passing, running. he just did it all. And I love to see that. Um and I'm glad to see him uh get uh, pretty much be used the way that he's meant to be used. Um and I'm glad they're they're getting the most out of him. Um, at Liberty. Yeah. As, yeah. Good for him. Good for him. He's looking good. Uh, they're pretty impressive. And, you know, Hugh Freeze is, we all know about his off the field issues, but he can coach football. So he's getting the best out of uh, Malik. Oh, for sure. I mean, that that's cool to see, like to see a former player that I'm sure was struggling and just frustrated at Auburn at the limited play and then go over to Liberty and uh, set records. I mean, at at liberty and i'd love to see that 
All right, Jared, uh, any other final thoughts um, uh, besides your let's, – let's, I forgot. Did we predict? No, we did, did we predict not. The game? Let's go into our predictions for LSU. Um, what are you going to predict for this game? Um, you, you've sounded to be pretty positive, but what are you, what are you feeling? Yeah, I've kind of hinted at, at certain things. I, I mean, <laughs> we're just making this up as we go. So I'm going to go 35-27 Auburn. Hmm. So we win uh, – what is that by? 35-27 uh eight points i'll take yeah. that i would take yeah. that any day if we can man that would be awesome if we can put up 35 on on lsu i would feel so satisfying um and i was trying to look back to see what did we predict for this one and uh you had predicted we won by 10 so uh eight points i mean i'll take that any day i think i predicted us winning by seven points in our preseason show <sighs> what are you saying now I will take a win any way we can get one. So I'm going to say we oh, win yeah, no by doubt. three points. But if we win by a touchdown, I will be one of the happiest guys in the world. <laughs> I'll take a one point victory. I just think that I mean, just you know, this isn't the this isn't the SEC of old. This is not, where defenses are not being defense is not being played right yeah. now. So I, I listen. I know we have our trouble on offense, but at home, I think we have figured a few things out. I mean, I, I venture to say Arkansas's defense right now is probably better than Ole Miss, than LSU, and you take out the rain and all that, we'd probably easily get to that number against Arkansas. So I'm thinking 35 is not crazy. Now, I don't know what we're going to give up to them, but I'm I'm hoping just 27. Yeah, and I'm not just like the sunshine pumper here. Like I want to kind of take this with if we do like what we did against Ole Miss and we can – have Bo feel confident and not turn the ball over. I think we can win. I think we can win in the, uh, maybe in a double digit win if you know we have a clean of the game as we possibly can. But in reality, it's probably going to be a closer game, like what Jared and I are kind of thinking three eight point win, something like that. Well, this could be a springboard game. You go in there. Let's say we do. Listen, we. I mean, we have absolutely could lose. I mean, but let's say we do go in there and win double digits. You get a bye week, and then is it Mississippi State or Tennessee next? I don't know. I mean, if it's Tennessee, that's at home. Yeah, it's Mississippi um, State. Okay, Mississippi State on the road. Uh, that's That one kind of scares me anytime on the road. But, I mean, this could be a – if you win this game, it's not out of the question to say you go into Alabama with only two losses. Mm, that's very possible. That. I mean, you, you go in, you beat LSU. I feel like you go in – and it seems like teams were able to stop um, and figure out how to stop the air raid offense at Mississippi State now. And you got to also think we can beat Tennessee at home, especially. Um, and I mean that's that's that was our bonus game, one of our bonus games this year. And uh, I'm excited to see how this the rest of the season pans out. I mean, does uh, let's very briefly before we get out of here. Does us coming in three to two halfway, you know, three wins and two losses um, in this season so far, does it change the, like how you see the rest of the season? And if so, how? I don't know what I said. What did I say? Seven and three? I don't remember what I said. I think said you said it was probably like an eight and two. Um, okay. That was kind of what you were thinking preseason. Yeah. I mean, everything was predicated on Bo not re- regressing and he did for a while. I mean, maybe we turned a corner right now and I hope so. I, I would say I didn't expect the South Carolina loss, but I also thought Tennessee would be a little more threatening. 
I thought LSU would be a little more threatening. And I, listen, I'm not saying we're going to win those games, but I thought they were going to present a different threat. <laughs> um, I did not pick us beating Georgia, so that's similar. So I didn't predict the South Carolina loss. So I would say, yeah, I would. I'm a little surprised we're three and two right now, but I don't. I still think we have a very good shot of being seven and three at the end of the year. And all things considered, Auburn fans won't be happy with that. I'm not saying I'm thrilled. But that's not that bad, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, I feel like getting out of this season without uh, just having a monumental breakdown of your team is kind of a win. Yeah. If you listen, after losing to South Carolina, if you if somehow now the wheels could still fall off, but if somehow you go through the rest and you only lose to at Bama, I mean, it could have been a lot. It could have been a lot worse. Oh yeah! After losing your, you know, two two games early on, so a lot of football to be played. But if that if it pans out seven to three, I would be thrilled. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you. Jerry, before we get out of here, uh, how can the people uh, stay in touch with you? Uh, just find me on Facebook or Instagram under my name, Jared Davis, and uh, you can find me on Twitter at ajayjay underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?